Hi friends, welcome to Soleil Deo Gloria. I'm your host and your friend, Gracie Witte. And today, instead of diving into a topic, I just wanna let the Holy Spirit have the room, have the floor, have the time to just speak in and through me. And I also just wanna reintroduce myself to our new friends that have joined our community. We have grown so much, guys, whether you see it or not. There are more plays every week on every episode I post, whether it's one extra play or two or five or 20. We grow every week with every DM, every like on my story, every like on the Instagram page. And that is what encourages me to keep posting and to keep going. Obviously, the Lord is who encourages me and gives me the word to go. But having that extra support is so nice. And I'm so glad that you guys have been taking this podcast and learning from it as much as I've been learning from it. I'm walking with you guys. I'm an imperfect person that just wants to share my story and what I've learned from the Lord so that in hopes we can be unified together as imperfect people serving a perfect God, being made holy by his presence and the Holy Spirit that he gives us. Um, And so today I just want to leave the floor open for the Holy Spirit, like I said, but I'm just going to reintroduce myself, give you a little bit of information about who I am for those of you who are new. Um, My testimony is in episode one, so you can scroll down and find that. But that was back in February. Guys, listening to the difference of the podcast, like then versus now is so crazy. Um, And just how the Lord has been teaching me how to go about recording a podcast, how to do social media. I'm not a huge social media gal. I just like posting on it for fun, not being serious. I don't think it's necessarily my calling or my job, but this is what the Lord is giving me now. And so I'm going to steward this um, just little by little and just see what happens and see where this goes. So first off, like I said, my name is Gracie Woody. I am currently a sophomore at the University of Oklahoma studying psychology in hopes to become a clinical psychologist. So I will be going to grad school, which I don't even want to talk about it right now, (laughs) but The crazy thing is my undergrad is just psychology and I always used to be a kind of insecure and I didn't realize I was insecure until later, but I was always kind of insecure about not knowing what my specialty was just because everybody else kind of knows where they want to go in psychology or at least figures it out pretty quickly. Um, For me, it took a hot second, even though I had been interested in psychology for so long and knew about so many different job opportunities, I want to do it all. I want to do criminal justice, like I want to psychoanalyze like serial killers and stuff, but also I want to help children and do like play therapy with them and help kids with trauma. I also want to do marriage counseling and I also want to work in a hospital and help people in there or be a school counselor for high school kids. I just, I want to do it all. But I think it's crazy that as soon as I stopped questioning and as as soon as I stopped looking and stopped even having it as a second thought in my mind, um, the Lord revealed to me what my specialty is and what I really have a passion for that I didn't even realize I had a passion for until I went to class on a random Thursday morning, one of my lectures. For some reason, I texted, um, everybody that was texting me was just like, hey, like I'm turning off my phone for class and I put my phone on do not disturb, which normally doesn't happen in class just because, you know, during lectures, it's good to sit and listen, of course, and like that's what I'm paying to do. But most of the time I'm in there for their announcements or if you know we have a project coming up for instructions on that because most of the time the teachers either post lecture videos or the slides on Canvas. Um, so I'm just there for the extra bit of information. My phone doesn't really distract me, but for some reason that day I just shut everybody out and was focused and we ended up talking about marriage and divorce and um, parenting styles and all that jazz. And the Lord just 
through that hour and 15 minute lecture just spoke to me. He gave me a vision for somebody. He also realized, uh, made me realize my passion for marriage counseling and for family counseling. Um, and so obviously the physical side, side of that, I think that I'm really attracted to that because I grew up in a divorced home. My parents divorced when I was seven and they remarried when I was a little bit older, a couple years later. And some people would look at that and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. But honestly, it was such a blessing just because the Lord has taught me so much through it, whether my parents realize it or not. And I've also gained so many family members because of it. And, you know, the simple joys in life, like two Christmases, <laughs> two vacations and all that, um, which in comparison to my family members themselves as people that like there's no comparison i love them as people and i learned so much about people and about god through them um and i'm always pushed back to jesus and interceding for my family um and the lord just taught me a lot about myself through my family which most people wouldn't look at divorce and be like oh it's a blessing but you know like i have been and i haven't necessarily matured in that area until now um but that's thing that's one thing that the lord's taught me this semester also um just back to my class i was sitting in class and learning about marriage counseling and this dr gottman who did this whole love lab experience not experience experiment and ex experience because it's like this counseling thing that you're supposed to go through in these steps of like love and how to reignite your love as a married couple um and just be a better couple but obviously we're all not perfect and so some people during the experience would end up getting divorced, but Dr. Gottman could interview a couple a couple times, if that makes sense, <laughs> like two or three times, and then he would be able to give them a percent of divorce rate. Like they are this likely to be divorced within this many amount of years, which is crazy, like so crazy, but he was like 80 something percent accurate every time. And just the fact that science itself and body language and the way they would the couples would talk about each other he could psychoanalyze that and guess that and be able to help them was crazy um and it also just proves the power of confession and speaking things and being vulnerable that's another thing that the lord's taught me and my roommates specifically just being vulnerable with each other and putting things out in the light and living in the light, um, not only in those type of friendships, but in relationships and with friendships with others, people that you don't live with, people that you go to church with, or your Bible study, your life group. Vulnerability is so strong and so powerful because the enemy wants you to be isolated. He wants you to keep things to yourself. Like he doesn't want you to, you know, speak out against things that bother you or against things that make you second guess your worth and your identity. It all goes back to your identity. If you know your identity is placed in Christ, and you are surrounded by others who also know that their identity is placed in Christ, then being vulnerable with them is not going to shake them or you. And it's actually going to make you guys stronger and grow your bond and closer together and be more unified as Christ wants us to be. And as the Bible says we should be. Um, and yeah, so I'm literally just letting the Holy Spirit like speaking through me. So I'm sorry if this is all over the place, but back to psychology, I just felt like marriage counseling was so important because of that scientifically, but also spiritually speaking, I am a spiritual person and I communicate with God. Like I hear God, I hear God's voice and he gives me direction and he gives me insight and words of knowledge and encouragement. And I may be able to overflow that into other people's lives. And I feel like because I am a product of divorce, um, I do have a different heart for that than most people would because I have personal experience but not only that being a spiritual person I know that the Lord says that marriage 
is so important because he wants us to save sex for marriage and he gave us sex as a gift for marriage and he thinks kids are so important after marriage because he wants a covenant placed over them before kids are brought into this world and that's how important kids are to god and how important we are to god because he gave us parents to be covenanted before we were brought into this world and that's like the picture of eden you know like before sin came into the world adam and eve just roamed and God told them to be fruitful and multiply the earth. And they got to live in perfection and communion with God. And that's how he desires it. And so for us to be brought in, you know, Cain and Abel didn't get brought into this world until obviously they left the garden. Um, and then there was like birth pains and stuff because of sin. All that jazz from the very beginning, you can go back in Genesis and read it. But like that's how important God ordains marriage to be. Also, it says in revelation and in the new testament too that marriage is supposed to represent christ in the church because we are his bride and christ is coming back for us and whenever we give our lives to christ we are covet like covenanted with him and we are his bride we are married to christ and he comes and lives within us and he's coming back for us and we get to have that hope and joy of that and we're married to christ and so whenever we run our race and we focus on ourselves and we go and do the things God has called us to do and we just live our life and then God wants to bring along somebody that can run as fast as I'm running when I'm going wholeheartedly after Jesus and what he's called me to do and then that gets to be a representation of Christ and the church because as a woman, as a female, I am supposed to date somebody and marry somebody that's going to pursue me like how Christ pursued me as well. Obviously, he's not Jesus, but he's supposed to represent that as the spiritual leader of a family at you know one point. It talks about in Ephesians that the husband is supposed to submit to Christ, and from that, the wife is able to submit to her husband, and nobody wants to talk about that in our generation because of feminist movement and all that jazz, which is great. I mean, obviously, yes, the Lord designed women to be responsible and steward things that men may not be as like majorly gifted in if that makes sense and I hope it does and I hope people listening aren't being super sensitive to this because I don't think it's as um gender specific as it could be I just think that God has gifted men and women with different talents and we are supposed to represent Christ in the church and from that Christ pursued us and so like as Christ pursues the man that I'm supposed to marry he is going to pursue me in that same way with unconditional love and forgiveness and also with leadership as well leading me back to Jesus because he's fully submitted to Jesus and so for me I'm able to submit to him because I know he's not submitted to himself in his flesh he's submitted to God and so I can trust him because I trust God and I trust that God would bring this man into my life at the right timing and the right will and the right way. And so I'm able to submit to him because he's from God and he's not from himself, if that makes sense. And so from that flows marriage. And then from marriage, we are able to live a godly example of Christ in the church and able to give him glory through that and then have kids and be able to raise kingdom leaders, people that are going to go out and continue to steward the things that God has taught us and our youth. And we're able to pour that into them and they're able to go meet their friends. And it's just this big chain reaction that keeps going and going until the ends of the earth are reached and then Jesus comes back and honestly I used to idolize marriage and kids 
which is why I think it's funny that the Lord's called me into marriage counseling and just family counseling. And maybe I'm just supposed to be a counselor in a church in general, but I just have a passion for marriage counseling and family counseling. I didn't realize I did until just a couple weeks ago. Um, but I think it's crazy because number one, I'm a product of divorce. Number two, I used to idolize marriage and kids because I was a product of divorce. I would obsess over the thought of like, I need to know who my future husband is. I need to blah, blah, blah. I need to do this. I need to put myself in positioning to meet guys. And it's like, that's not true at all. Like that is not true whatsoever. Whoever God wants to bring into my life, he's going to bring into my life, whether I'm in the right position or not, because my positioning for myself is never going to be what God wants for me, if that makes sense. Like I can try and determine my own plan in my own way, but it's the Lord who ordains my steps and establishes those plans. So I can make the plans, but he's going to like, look at them and be like, girl, what are you doing? (laughs) And then wreck them. Um, And it's for my good that he wrecks them because I want what God wants for me and I want God's dreams and not my own dreams. And so through that, um, I was just able to learn the surrender of that, the surrender of relationships and of kids because I got to the very root of my identity is not in anything except Christ. And something that one of my roommates, Malou, and I talk about a lot is it all comes back to our identity that we are beloved children of the Lord. Like I'm submitted after Christ and he loves me so much and I love him back. And if somebody is supposed to be in my life that is supposed to love God with me, then great. But right now, like it's God and I, and that's fine. And that's great. And it's perfect. And it's communion with God. It's Eden with God. It's going back to the garden with God. And like, why would I want anything more? Because I'm so content in that. And I think that's like, what God wants us to dwell so richly in and also having the revelation of like if I never date again that's fine because I already know I'm married to Christ I don't need to date because I'm married to Christ and that may some of you may think that's radical some of you may think whoa that's that's kind of a lot but if I am a believer of Jesus and I'm supposed to deny myself daily and take up my cross, my daily denial is that my life is not my own and that includes things in my life as well. Not only is my life not my own, but my desires, my affections, the things around me, like my house, the people I live with, the things that I have, they're not my own. And so I am just gonna follow where the Lord leads me and where he takes me. And so that having that contentment is so rich and it it makes you so confident because you don't care about anyone or anything except God and what he says about you. And it allows you to walk in the ways that you never expected to walk. (laughs) And I can tell you guys right now that if you listen to my testimony, you're going to hear about a girl that was so insecure in herself yet portrayed to the world that she was super confident and someone that put herself in these positions to struggle when the Lord is trying to pull me out and I kept putting myself back because I was going after my flesh and not denying myself daily. And daily denial doesn't look like you putting your self-worth down and your identity down. It's putting down the things the things you think you know about yourself because you don't know yourself if you don't know God. Because um, if you're found in Christ, that's who that's how you know yourself and that's how you grow because you know who God is um, and what God says about you. And So being able to grow from that and now being called into this is just so eye-opening because it's not ironic, but it kind of is just because of everything I've struggled with. Um, But it's just really cool how the Lord solidified that through multiple people coming up to me and just giving me prophetic words and also just confirmation of things that the Lord has spoken to me. Um, And so, yeah, just being able to dive into psychology through the field of marriage counseling and hopes that as I get to help others, not only like scientifically, practically, behaviorally, 
but also being able to have that spiritual insight for people as well and teaching them how to interact as Christ would with the church and teaching them to love each other in that way in such a deep way that marriage is going to pour into their kids and their kids will take notice of the parents marriage and be able to make these attachments to their parents that actually affect like psychologically affect the child in their attachments to their future relationships if that makes sense and i hope it does because it's this big huge chain reaction but it starts with the head of the household which is the man and then the next is the wife from that flows into their kids and teaches their kids how to be raised and it also affects how they parent their kids as well and how people parent their kids is actually very very important it teaches them different coping like strategies and tendencies um it also determines if they're you know securely attached or anxious attached or avoidant attached and that affects not only their personality but also their friendships with people like their peers it affects how they present themselves their um and affects like i said their romantic relationships in the future and so if we can get it from the root which is the parents um and teach them how to love each other as Christ loved the church and that marriage it's going to teach each other how to love each other well and serve each other well which is going to affect how they parent their kids and also their kids are going to have the greatest example of what love looks like in the household because parents actually influence their kids a lot more than they think especially in infancy years and toddler years um and then in adolescence is normally whenever parents and you know teenagers fight and separate just because of this need for independence from the adolescence but for the parents to teach their kid how to be dependent on God by placing their marriage independence on God is going to change the game I think for a household um and I think it can shift households and that's where it starts is with households if you want to get cities start with your family start with your households start with your best friends the people closest to you within arms length the people you see daily the people you go to school with start there and that's how you're going to reach cities because as you reach them they're going to go and reach other people as well that they see throughout their day that you may not get to see and so also that's just a word for you about living your Christ sold out living not living your Christ living your life sold out for Christ and living your life solely dedicated to God alone because people will take notice the world we live in today is so broken and so chaotic and so all over the place that if you are stable and consistent with the Lord i think that's something that our generation is like totally in need of is consistency and stability someone that's going to show up for them consistently and someone that is a strong rooted person like a tree and that's something that we talk about at Antioch a lot like redwood trees and also like um oak trees i've been referred to as that too like taking root in who god says we are is so important because it affects people around us and it causes people to ask questions and then we get to bring them into the body of christ And that's another thing too that the Lord has just taught me this semester is the body of Christ is so important just because who you surround yourself with is who is going to influence you but also who you surround yourself with is who you're known for and people will either be attracted to that or walk away from that. Most of the time anointing attracts and that's something that Malou said to the my roommates and I um and she says she got that advice from her parents and I think it's so true that when someone is heavily anointed and you notice that like you're going to go after them and you're going to ask questions you're going to want to hang out with them you're going to ask to be invited to things you're going to ask to even just sit in their house and in their presence in which they abide in um and so i think realizing the anointing that you have on your life that you're made on purpose with purpose for a purpose and i say that not every podcast but some podcasts because i feel like 
the Lord wants me to say that to people, that you were made on purpose, meaning like there is a creator. You didn't just come from thin air. You were made on purpose with purpose. Like you have a calling on your life. You have the call of God on your life. Whether you're a believer or not, like God is calling after you and you were made uh, for purpose. And that purpose is to glorify God alone, hence the name of the podcast. And that took me such a long time to go from head knowledge to heart revelation, if that makes sense. Um, But if God did not want you on this earth, he would take you out because there would be no need for you if you didn't have purpose because everything the Lord does is purposeful. And I guess that's another thing too that the Lord's taught me is that everything in your life is so purposeful. Like the Lord is continually speaking. It's just up to us to surrender our eyes and ears to see him and hear him. Um, because we can go about our day and have something good happen and just be like, wow, that was awesome. But if there's just a different shift whenever you realize everything physical is spiritual, um, because if the Lord dwells within you, then like you are a physical body, but you're also like a soul and spirit. And like the Lord, the Holy Spirit dwelling within you is a person and you are a person functioning with the person of God dwelling within you, if that makes sense. Um, and so everything in your life is physical and spiritual. And there's little details in your day that you can pick up on and little revelations that you can have and words that you can have, but it can only happen if you truly surrender and deny yourself daily. Take up your cross, deny yourself daily. And if you're an unbeliever listening to all of this revelation and being like, whoa, this is such a rich knowledge and this is such a rich revelation and this just sounds so peaceful and it just sounds like you are being confirmed in so many things. I wish I was confirmed. I wish I was consistent. I wish I was stable. Like, You can find that in the character of God and he can transform you to be that person for other people as well. And you can see that in other people too. If they're truly surrendered to the Lord, they're going to be consistent and stable because the Lord is consistent and stable with them. And so they're able to be taught by the Lord to go and teach others and to reach out to others. And if you don't have that person in your life, please DM me at the Instagram at Gloria um, period podcast. And there's a link tree link in the bio and you can fill out an anonymous prayer request form or a Q&A form or you can just DM it and I will see it I promise um, I would love to chat with you and even just either lead you to the Lord or maybe you just need a friend to walk with I would love to be that person get you plugged into community um, and for the believers listening please go share the gospel because it is life-changing and you have the power of life in your hands and you never know who needs it. You never know what words people need to be shown. And the key to spread the gospel to people is to love them well because the gospel in a whole is about God, right? And we know God is love. Like I've said multiple times on this podcast, God is love. And to the non-believers listening, like he loves you so much and he's calling for you. And it doesn't matter how far you run from him. He's constantly in pursuit of you and he's patient with you and he is kind. And the whole point of the gospel isn't to say that you're a sinner going to hell. Like, yes, of course, when we sin and we don't follow Jesus, that is the reality that we go to hell. But the good news, which is what we call the gospel, is that the cross is bigger than your sin. The cross saves you and there is life in it. And all you have to do is repent of your sin, confess and believe that Jesus is Lord and that he died and rose again for you. And you get the spirit, the Holy Spirit, God, person, Holy Spirit dwelling within you. And he is the one that guides you throughout your day and gives you these revelations and speaks to you and gave me these revelations. It's not on my own. It's by God alone and for the glory of God alone. I only want my life to be a display of Jesus. I don't want you guys to hear this and be like, wow, Gracie Woody did a great podcast. I want you to think, wow, the Holy Spirit used Gracie and he's the one that spoke. 
he's the one that made this podcast happen. And he's the one that continues to give the words to make this podcast happen. And so I'm so thankful for that you listen. I'm so thankful that there is such a community um, that is hungry for Jesus, even through podcast form. (laughs) The fact that you're listening right now obviously shows that you're here on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. And I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you feel stirred. Again, please go check out the Instagram at Gloria period podcast. And just a challenge for the week, believers, go love on somebody. Go love somebody into the church. Go pray for somebody. Pray for them to get into the house of God. And guys, let's just be stewarders of the gospel. Let's be the ones who take the gospel into wherever it is that you're from, wherever it is that you are going to. Whoever you encounter today, share the gospel. It is life. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, please DM me. Let's chat. It's the greatest decision you could ever make in your life. And it's the one that has led me to this point right here. And I just want to say that I'm so thankful for Jesus. I'm so thankful that God speaks to us and that it's up to us to hear his voice or not. And you can go as deep with Jesus as you want to go. Um, you can have as much as God, as much of God as you want. And be encouraged by that because God's giving you his presence always, and it's up to you whether you want to take it or not. It's a choice. He's already chosen you. You're already chosen. You're already loved, and you're already valued. But will you accept that free gift? Will you receive the free gift that's already being handed to you? I love you guys so much. I can't wait to talk next week. Thank you for listening to this ramble. I hope it spoke to you. I don't have notes or anything. I literally just wanted to give you guys kind of an update of what's been on my heart. And those are that's just 25 minutes of the simplicity of what has happened and the revelations that happen daily. Um, So yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.